Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the BasketBuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Mo Dakiel. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Jay King. And we all got sunglasses on, which you could see if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, the Athletic YouTube channel. You don't want to miss this, okay? Just the content coming out daily on the YouTube channel. Go subscribe. If you don't subscribe... We're gonna send someone tough after you, like not Dylan Brooks, but someone actually tough, right? We're gonna, it's, we're gonna. It's, it's, oh, Jerry man. Stackhouse is coming already. after you. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, Stack's gonna come get you. Okay, we got, we got it with Stack. He's gonna, he's gonna come get you if you don't subscribe to his YouTube channel. Same thing if you don't subscribe to the Bounce, the essential NBA newsletter in your mailbox every, not your physical mailbox, your email box. All right, I don't want you going to the mail and like open up the letterbox and saying, "Hey, where's my, where's my Bounce newsletter?" Only comes through your email, but it's free. It's every morning, Monday through Friday. And you get great humor like that. Beef court. All I got to say, beef court. Hey, man, beef court's taken off. Beef court where there's some beef and I settle it. I'm the judge, the jury, and I and I actually do. I'm, I'm getting a gavel. I'm going to get a gavel. There <laughs> uh, we go. Go watch this on YouTube if you want. I, we're all wearing sunglasses because I have a migraine, uh, so I'm blocking out light, and these guys are... Um, just living in solidarity. This is true teamwork right here. Trey put his glasses on. I would on. say it's more making fun of you. Jay Wynn got his sunglasses. Mo got back from the Air Force, so he's here. Those are the only sunglasses you have? Where I'm at right now and reachable, yes. And also, I'm rooting for Top Gun to win the Oscars. So there we sure, go. Wear yeah, those well, things. That would have happened last night. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, I don't know, man. I'm my head. It's so bad. Uh, coming up on the show, we'll get Jay King's King's Minute. We'll get my dog barking. We'll get buy or sell for three very important teams around the league. Dylan Brooks is a clown, but we start off with the Los Angeles Lakers. Guys, they're kind of they're kind of making a charge. It doesn't make any sense. Like they they lost LeBron. D'Lo was out for a few games, and now he's back. They, you know, Anthony Davis is is playing well and he's healthy, you know, like I, well, I'll knock on some wood here, but like he's healthy. Vando's amazing. Like that's to me, one of the, that might be the best pickup outside of Kevin Durant at the deadline. Like Vando is just completely transformed the energy of that team. But Mo, like, what do you, what do you see with the Lakers so far? Like they, they were supposed to kind of be out once LeBron went down with that foot injury and they're, they're thriving right now. And they're what they're up to ninth as of this recording. Yeah, I mean, the team makes sense. Like, this is what we said when they made the trade, right? Like, they have pieces that f- actually make sense. And then each night, somebody else is stepping up besides Anthony Davis. D'Lo yeah. was out, and they were still winning games. Dennis Schroeder's Austin- played really well. Schroeder's been awesome. Yeah. Austin Reeves has been really good. You know, Vando, as you talk about defensively, I'm shocked Utah couldn't get a first-round pick just for him, for how good he's been. I'm surprised other teams didn't come calling, willing to just go after him and him getting spun off separately. That's a huge 
pick up for the Lakers. They've had the best defensive rating, I think, since the trade deadline. And it's a big part to him. And, and Anthony Davis is playing absolutely phenomenal. This team, this is what happens when the team makes sense. And if this was the team all year, they wouldn't even be in the playing tournament at this point. The defense is kind of smoke and mirrors, though, right? Like they're not yeah, the I'm best with you on defense yeah. in the league. And no, D'Angelo Russell, like it, like Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, like you're not, I, you're just not gonna have. I, I don't think they're playing great like defense. Like they're playing better defense, but there's a lot of just missed shots that should be going down against them. Like that's where I'm with Jay that it's kind of smoke and mirrors. Like it, like it look whatever the results are the results, but I like I don't think this defense as a team is good enough. For, one important, one important being, caveat. Let's go Lakers. <laughs> one important caveat. Let's go D'Angelo Lakers. Didn't play a lot, so that's probably why the defense yeah, was better. It also, might take a dip. Every once in a while, the light hits the screen a different way, where I start looking like uh, like an informant. That's being. It's <laughs> a voice. Do a voice uh, yeah. this, changer. Yeah, this James, is my first. Voice Zach looks like a dirty time. cop. This is my first positive like note <laughs> on the Lakers in probably three four years. The Lakers, scary yeah. eight. The scary eight. Oh. This is a team that you do not want to see as the eighth seed if they win in the play-in or just solidifies a spot. And right now, my only fear is how much does LeBron take away from this team that's thriving so far? Ooh. Good question. Good you know question. I mean? away. Because, because, again, D'Lo's weren't in the league. You're lucky. My ankle is not 100%. You got Vandy, the pickup of the year. Apparently, Lakers fans think Rob should get GM of the year. All of a sudden, no, they're, they're trying, trying to fire him. Fire they're him trying to fire him months. all season. <laughs> we went from we went from maybe it's me to I love this team. It's a lot has happened. The Lakers are figuring it out. I think well, the NBA's on their side scheduling wise. It couldn't have been a better time to match up against these type of teams. Um, they're on a roll. But again, when they get their very apparent ball dominant superstar, what happens to the team chemistry? Because we're watching Austin Reeves be more than a, a role player. Mm-hmm. We're watching uh, D'Angelo Russell look like he was looking in uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Vanderbilt right now looks like you know a two way guy going you know, both ends of the floor and, you know, uh, Schroeder and also life without Russ. So now the big test to expect uh, if Denver is one, you know, I'm not going to mention Jokic this week too much, but how do you guys feel about the Lakers versus the Nuggets first round? So I actually, I actually have a bet. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the real quick. It's funny you mentioned the LeBron. Maybe it's me thing. They're four and two since he went down. Uh, but maybe it was him. Maybe it was. Uh, That's a joke. So I actually have a I have a bet with Amin El Hassan uh, that we settled on the or we set up on the radio a couple weeks ago, where if it is Lakers Nuggets in the first round, I said that series doesn't get to six. I think the Nuggets are going to smack them. And you guys know me. I'm not exactly sold on the Nuggets, right? But I said, the Lakers, and and he said, no, it's going six or seven. Um, and maybe even the Lakers win. The, the payoff for the bet is for some reason, we have to go to Arkansas 
and do a steak dinner. I think it's because Austin Reeves is from Arkansas. So I think that I think Arkansas. that's the reason. Yeah, but I, so you're like, you're both punishing yourselves. The winner and loser both get punished. Regardless, I think so. Yeah, it's not like Austin Reeves is going to be with us. Like it's it's just this is, this is such a just a man's trip to Austin. Arkansas. Austin <laughs> Reeves, athletic subscriber. If you're listening, yeah, join Zach. Come to, come, for well, I'm not. I'm not going to Arkansas if Denver beats them in five, four or five. Okay. Like I'm not okay. like, I, I don't feel like I should have to be punched at that point, but I, I don't believe, I don't believe that this team is built for the, for the playoffs against like, if they were going against Memphis in the first round or Sacramento in the first round, right? Yeah. I, I can, I can buy a first round, a first round exit for those teams against the Lakers, but I think Denver, like Denver can, can get exposed. Don't get me wrong. Denver can get exposed. I don't know if that team has what it, what it's going to take, Mo, in order to do that. I think this well, the most interesting thing in that series would be if they can get Jokic switched on to LeBron enough for it to make a difference. Because right. that's that's really what it's going to come down to in a lot of those things. You know, they're we, you guys already hit on it. The the backcourt's not going to be good defensively with D'Angelo Russell, Schroeder, whoever. You know, it's Jamal chasing Jamal Murray. You're probably going to put Vando on him. Malik but, Beasley, you don't forget about him. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Um, and I think the <laughs> the the whole instance there is, you know, that's the most important thing. That could be what changes the series. But I'm with you, Zach. I think we did this last time the Lakers were in the playing tournament. Remember, they were going to beat the the Suns and all of that stuff. And yeah, injuries and everything. But like, yeah, we're going to say they're the but, most dangerous yeah. team every time. I don't, I don't buy it. I'm, I'm actually with you, but I'm not going to Arkansas for this bet. All right, Mo's in for Arkansas. And then the other piece for the Lakers, like beyond, <laughs> Muhammad in Arkansas. Okay. Hey, look, I don't think it's going to go so off for me neither. <laughs> beyond the questions I still have about whether they're actually good enough, because I still have a lot of questions about that supporting cast. I still have a lot of questions about whether that defensive bump is real. Um, and then on top of that, right now, Jay. You keep like you're up and is this just because you were in sunglasses? I'm watching, I'm oh, watching okay, Princeton gotcha. versus Yale uh, course, as yeah. as we do this naturally, Ivy League championship. Yeah. But on top of that, then you have the injury issues with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Like how long can those guys stay healthy during the playoffs? It used to just be Anthony Davis is the one, and now now LeBron's had injury issues lately. He's damn near yeah, I mean, four years. Four old. Years. Like last four years he's had injury issues, right? Since he joined the Lakers. So I'm not I'm not doing it with this Lakers team. I still think this supporting cast just isn't good enough. I I think LeBron is not at the level he used to be where he can just carry a subpar roster through the playoffs. But if ever there was a year for a team like this to emerge out of the Western Conference or at least like go on a run in the Western Conference, it would be this year. There is no great team in the West. There's yeah, not I, the hedges that. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. But this might be the they're year not. they do it. Well, like, what, but, what bullshit? No, they're not. They're look, not going to do it. Like, the Lakers are not going to do it. Look, we, we, I mean, we'll get into it. But like, all right, KD's hurt again, right? So assuming he's back for the playoffs, that like if he's back for the playoffs and he's healthy, great. I'm in on the Suns. Like, I don't think anyone's going to beat them. But or in the West, I don't think anyone's going to beat them. Um, but that's still like, all right, like that's something to navigate. Um, the Warriors, good lord. I mean, we'll get to them in a little bit, but the Warriors, like, no one's no one's afraid of them. You're afraid of the Clippers, the Mavs, the Grizzlies, the Kings. Like, no one's afraid no one's afraid of gonna, anybody. I was gonna say no one's afraid of the Warriors without Andrew Wiggins. Let's be clear. Yeah, they need mm -hmm. they need him back from, from whatever's that, I, going on. Like they need him back. 
you yeah, know, at some point pretty soon. So I think that's why everybody's beating their chest. Yeah. Cause you know, Hey, Andrew Wiggins has been missing uh, a, a great deal of time and they need him to, instru- you know, to keep this thing going. Obviously they had a good win against Milwaukee last night and they'll continue to build off of that as they match up. But the bottom seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 is going to be interesting out West. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City, with David, a sculptor, and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Yeah, for for sure. Um, speaking of the West, uh, this clown show that is uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch this. I, I want it to be full visual, so you got to go to YouTube if to watch this. I'm putting the sleep mask on, okay? Putting the sleep mask. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> so bear with me as we get into the Dylan Brooks conversation, um, <laughs> because this clown once again. Uh, Oh man, you that's look nice. outrageous, right? Guys, now. that's I was gonna nice. say I was gonna say <laughs> this is like this is like a b- bird box or something. Yeah, call me Seti Podbalos or something. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. But uh it's actually gonna make it tough to direct this this thing. So you guys just chime in whatever you want. No, that's no good. All right. That was actually um, good. So Dylan Brooks, I legitimately felt bad after their win Thursday night over the Warriors. Because you have the whole Draymond thing, like Draymond absolutely eviscerates him, and like the killer line was, was the dynasty starts after you, not with you, right? And and he, you know, Draymond. I mean, that was torturous. Line. It, it, was and like, <laughs> and the thing with the brilliant thing about Draymond here, right, is the Grizzlies players may love Dylan Brooks and never get frustrated with him, but he planted that seed. He planted that seed. This is a guy that punched a teammate four months ago. And he still like planned the seed of like, do they like playing with you? Right. Which is kind of, kind of nefarious, but, um, so Draymond comes and eviscerates him. Then the Grizzlies absolutely destroy the Warriors because the Warriors were on the road and it's just a dumb team when they're on the road and Dylan Brooks afterwards, like Jay, I do need to, I need your honest opinion because his trash talk, in my opinion, was so awkward and mumbled and, relatively incoherent and like i didn't understand i was like i thought this guy was a talker i guess i haven't really paid attention to him on the microphone that's just kind of how he is but it like none of it made sense and so you know draymond even just like draymond won that afterwards because he just like he dismissed like anyone win a game in march i have troubles getting out of bed in march right Mm -hmm. like he's like have this one this doesn't matter and and so, like, Dylan Brooks tried and everything. Like, he was terrible in that game. And then he comes out and, and talks trash on Luca, saying, like, oh, this is too physical of a game for him to come back from his injury. And, and then they go out and 
barely like the only reason they beat the Mavericks without Luka Doncic and without Kyrie Irving is because David Roddy went nuts in the fourth. Like you can't go talk that trash and then have that game. And uh, like Jay, like where are you with Dylan Brooks? Because I think that I don't know that someone's stock has dropped more as like a tough guy, an instigator, a trash talker throughout this season and really throughout the last couple of months. Jay, before you go, do it as where are you at as a talker and the trash talking and then as as the player because I think those are the well, two. Well, we know two he's not a good things. player. We know he's oh, not a good player. Okay. Well, Jay yeah. thinks he is. So we can go his, ahead and his trash talk has been remarkably bad. What he said about Draymond Green was just so misguided. And for a player like Dylan Brooks, who is there to agitate people, who is there to defend who is there to be like the no stats guy who impacts your team. You should idolize Draymond Green. Like (laughs) that should be what you're trying to become. Somebody who can facilitate offense when you're not shooting well, who can help an offense even when you're firing up bricks. Like instead he's a chucker. (laughs) And, and that's why so many people have a problem with this game. If it was, if it was just the toughness, if it was, if it was just a defense, and he came with with the passing and the the facilitating that Draymond has. Like people would love his game. Um, so th- that that's point number one. Like that was his his big mistake at the start of this. Um, his, his other mistake is like there's no coming back from what Draymond said to him, and now now he can't win. Like there's well, especially especially because they're they're not winning a championship this year, right? Not with everything going on. Like they they still need a piece. Well, which kind of maybe speaks to Draymond's I kinda, thing. I, I kind of hate that debate though. I think that's corny because Draymond's not. He's an essential part of the Warriors' success. Yes, he is a winner. He's proven it. He's done what he's need to do for the team. But I I feel like if if that's not Steph driving that. But here's the thing, Draymond is perfect for Steph. Draymond is the outlet for Steph. Right. Draymond is a guy who kills in four on threes. Mm-hmm. And Draymond is a basketball genius. And and that, that was the other part of Draymond's rebuttal that I, I thought was great. He's like, just listen to this idiot. Like, yeah, this right. is the guy you want to win championships like, with. This shows and he can't he, even like, recognize said, like, what I do for a team. But, but you, said, also gotta, this shows you also got to look at no it like basketball. This. Like, that's what he said. Like, this is an NBA player, a starter. You got to look at it team. like this, right? Shooter McGavin. And my guy, you know what I mean? Happy Gilmore out here. <laughs> Not with, with, hear me out. Dylan Brooks is happy Gilmore. He's out here doing antics that's not respected for the NBA. He's doing way more WWE stuff, promoting, you know, because again, we looking at it like, all right, cool. This dude is egging everybody on. He's calling right. out Kyrie. He's calling out Luca. He's calling out Draymond. Anybody he plays from here on out, he's going to get a quote from he normally doesn't get these type of quotes. He doesn't even get that type of TV time. As the more he sells it up, the more he's going to get the attention until they lose or they're at home. So when he gets the wins, it's almost looking like he's backing it up despite him getting cardio, despite him missing shots. Well, it's not about that. It's more of the win of the attention. And he's leading the clown show. You know what's interesting about this thing to me? I was talking to to Marcus Thompson um the other day on the radio about this and marcus brought up a great point of like like you notice that 
everything is like the four championships we won, the four championships we won, right? I've got four of these things. There's no real talk, Mo, about like, well, we're on our way to get a fifth. Yeah, well, <laughs> he knows. Right? Like, but it's, but it's, it's, that would like to, I'm not trying to be on Dylan Brooks' side or anything. I just, I, it is interesting with like, in the past, the Warriors would be talking about getting the next championship, getting the next championship. Right. And it's a lot of like, well, we got four of these things. Well, it's it's hard to talk about winning the next championship when you have barely have a better road record than the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. Like one, it's one game better than the Spurs on the road this year. Right. That's so like bonkers. you're you're in a situation where it's like, okay, we're we're terrible on the road and it doesn't matter. Wiggins is in, Wiggins is out, whatever. They're still been bad on the road. And I think that's kind of one of those things for this team to look at going like uh, maybe we don't quite have it. The defense hasn't been up to snuff. Everything they've they, they've kind of done has hasn't worked out. They lost Jonathan Kaminga in, in warmups, you know, and he was an important piece. Like the injuries are piling up. I think it's I think he knows with all that. But when it comes to Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks is just the new version of Patrick Beverly at this point, right? That's a like, good call. You know, like all we it, it's it's just chirping, 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 but he's not even nearly as good of a, on the mic as Patrick Beverly is. And I think that's some of the problems there with that. At least if you're going to be annoying, be entertaining. With yeah, that. but it, and, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, we got to give more credit to his co-host, too, man. <laughs> he sets uh, him up. He sets him up pretty well. Oh, no, I, I don't even listen to that. But it's just all the uh-huh. other stuff, like just him on the mic is he's fine. Like, I don't even I didn't even know he had a podcast all the other day. Oh, my God. Yo, Papa but, had the story about like some some altercation, not altercations, aggressive. This like incident with uh with DeAndre Ayton. It was so painful to listen to. Where I'm like, <laughs> this is not the story you think it is, Pat. He's this good is- for seg bites, Zach. Sound yeah. bites. <laughs> Minute out. Um, But I think. Same. But I think ultimately the the situation for the Grizzlies and, and with Brooks is Brooks got to realize what he is. At least Draymond has actualized, hey, me shooting a ton of shots is actually not good for the team. And, and I cannot, and, be- I cannot believe but, he took that. But here's the thing. The oh, my God. That was, that was wild. But that's but Dylan Brooks has even said they're just going to have to live with it. You know, basically, like, Dr- I'm going to shoot. But Draymond has other things he can do when he when he decides not to shoot. Dylan Brooks yeah. is not a plus passer. He is he is not a guy. He's who, not a plus shooter. Yeah, but but he he's not like a great cutter. He like there's very little that Dylan Brooks provides in a half court offense uh when he's not making shots uh, and it's rare when he is. So I I do I do wonder if there's some truth to what Draymond said about players not liking playing with him because I Watching from afar, he brings them an energy. He brings them an attitude. He provides them with a toughness that they need and that they've tapped into over the past couple of years at, while rising in the Western Conference. But also, like some of the shots he takes, I would just be looking over at him like, what the fuck? But, like, but you, you got to stop. Is that, is that a situation like because that Grizzlies team – everything's predicated on defense, right? Because they are still a great defensive team. Is that something we're like, all right, if Dylan Brooks is going to be good defensively tonight and he's good defensively a lot of nights, it just tends to be like, all right, when he's got to step up and shut someone down in the playoffs, I don't know if that happens as much as his reputation would would like. Um, is that something where it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Kendrick Perkins thing of like, let's get him, let's get him a shot early so he's engaged. 
And not that right. you have to keep Dylan Brooks engaged, but maybe but if you give him a maybe, shot early, he might just keep shooting the whole day. You don't right. want to get him a shot early. You right. don't have but the I, option. But I wonder if, I wonder if they're the like, jump. well, that's the cost of doing business. Like Dylan's going to want to shoot and he can kind of create shots. And so, so like we need the def- defensive intensity. So we're just going to live with this. And, and look, like he is, he embraces the top challenges. If you look at the assignments that he gets, he regularly guards the best player on the other team. He handles those matchups as well as mm-hmm. basically anybody does. Like he brings a lot of value in that particular role. It's tough it's to just, see the clock he, with this sleep mask on. Let me tell you, he, <laughs> he does need to figure out like how to be impactful. Either either that's by stepping up to thirty eight percent from three, or that's by like becoming a better passer, diagnosing things. Because this Grizzlies team, they're only going to go as far as their half court offense allows them to. They yeah. are so good defensively. They are so good in transition. But in the playoffs, you need to be better in the half court, and he's holding them back. And that's that's the truth of the matter. Whether his teammates like him or not, like he is holding them back in the half court. And, and that's why Draymond is able yeah. to, to checkmate him because because that's just the flat out truth. Like if I he was a, if he was another Desmond Bain, right? If they had two Desmond Bains instead of one Dylan Brooks and one Desmond Bain, like that team would just look a lot more dangerous. Yeah, and I got well one. I just want to kind of push back. I feel like their attitude be. comes from Ja more than anything else. Like he's it's not like Steph where Steph's relatively quiet for the most part i think their attitude his their attitude as a team comes from john morant it feels like, yeah it, and it's mostly good right yeah and in in, in a good way but i got a question though for the group and it's who's the best defender on the grizzlies is it dylan brooks or is it jaron jackson jr no it's jaron jackson jr right. that's not like, even close like, uh, like that's kind of the 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 deal there like we always talk about dylan brooks's defense he's not even the best defender on his team but he always guards the best player, and he does that in a way that takes pressure just off the loudest, guys on his team. Just the loudest. Cut his mic. <laughs> Cut his mic. And the way to do that Laser is just start... Dylan's. Uh, <laughs> good way. Um, I mean, at this point, just blast the Grizzlies. Blast them by 20. Keep them out of the window. I mean, wash them out at this point. Yeah. Even though I do think Josh should be playing at this point. I mean, because... Give him a fine, do something. NBA, what are we doing? We sitting on the hands. I, I don't know. I mean, we got what three weeks left. Yeah. What are we it's doing? A, it's a little weird what's going on. It's definitely handled wrong. I, 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 think, got a, I think I got a theory, but it's not it's not safe for public consumption. No. So I'll share that, that another time. Okay. Yeah. If you share Wait. the theory, you gotta do it in a sleep mask though. <laughs> well, for listen, those, I'm for those not listening on YouTube, I've switched back to sunglasses because I simply cannot see the clock as I have kind of gone mask. long here. <laughs> I, I NBA I, I don't. I we could have gone four minutes there. It could have been thirty minutes wow. on Dylan Brooks. I have no idea. <laughs> all, all I'm gonna say is, give him a suspension or let him play. At this point, no one was harmed. Lessons were learned. Let's move on. Let's play some basketball. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. 
Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, all right. I'll show the theory at some point. Um, (laughs) Let's go to buy or sell, guys. It's a game we've invented. No one's ever done this game before. We've completely invented buy or sell. Let's start off with those Golden State Warriors who Grizzlies smacked the other night and have been, as we mentioned, I think I think now it's the third biggest disparity in home versus road in NBA history for a season. Like, I mean, they're they're what they're twenty eight and seven at home, and they're seven and twenty seven on the road, or something like that. Something like seven and twenty six on the road. Um, like it just it doesn't make sense. Like they. Whether Steph's there, whether he's not, like they just play stupid basketball. They don't play any defense. They get 48 in the first quarter to a Grizzlies team who, granted, they know how to play without their guys in there, but still 48 to a Grizzlies team missing John Morant, missing Steven Adams, who obviously does so much for them with setting screens and 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 passing the ball and moving it. Like it's it's unbelievable. No Brandon Clark, too, obviously. Um, it's unbelievable how bad the Warriors are on the road. And I'm like I've watched them now a few games since Steph got back and Jay, like I don't think they're capable of turning around. Like I know wig is out. Like Trey mentioned that it's a good point. Like wig does help settle a lot for them on both ends of the floor, which what a, what an amazing, what an amazing time we live in that we like, we were like, four years ago. Imagine saying that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine four years ago saying, you know what? If the warriors get Wiggins back, they'll be fine. Like that's, that would have (laughs) been stunning, but, but I, I don't think, they have it, and I don't think there's enough time to cultivate championship tendencies, Jay. Like I, I'm selling. Like I think, I think the Warriors are done. Like maybe they get to the second round of the playoffs, but I don't think they, the way they play on the road, you cannot be that bad on the road in the postseason. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to agree. I want to agree that they're just not going to figure it out. That this team has no chance that based like there's less than a month left in the regular season and they still haven't come close to flipping the switch. Right. But, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's a switch to flip. Honestly, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Steph goes out and they survive without him. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, At home, their defense has been awesome. Like, like very good. Yeah. And, and if Wiggins gets back, and at this point, Wiggins is a an extreme variable because we don't know if he's going to get back, when he's going to get back. We don't know what type of shape he'll be in when he g- gets back because we're not sure what he's dealing with right now. It seems like some sort of family emergency. The Warriors keep saying life is bigger than basketball, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So we don't know. Like, is he going to come back and be in top shape? I would probably doubt it at this point, based on how much time he's missed and and the severity of the situation he seems to be dealing with. So, the only thing 
that makes me not totally discard them is they're the Warriors. And they're still Steph. And they still have Draymond. And these guys have been not just great players and champions, but great problem solvers in series throughout the years. And if they do get Wiggins back, which again, who knows at this point what he'll be like. But if they get him back, this is a team that again, in a in a depleted Western conference that doesn't have a team that's that's really done it before, that that a team that's a a, a favorite or a front runner, they are gonna have a chance. And yeah, I mean, especially look, if they, Wiggins they can come the... back and they can get like like let's say they play the Kings in round one, right? Like let's say they get the six seed, play the Kings in round one. They get a couple weeks to kind of work on themselves, beat the Kings, and then play play the Grizzlies in round two. Are you going to take the Grizzlies against them? No. Here's the thing, though. Like, like I just look, think there's I don't, a path I don't, I don't want to do set Jay up for anything. Right now, if you told me the Kings and the Warriors are playing the first round, I don't know who I'd pick. Simply because the Warriors are that dumb on the road. Here's the thing: you mentioned Curry's back. I, I, I just want to take a, take a second right here. It has nothing to do with the Kings. And just to do just with breathe this in. Just breathe it in. Oh man, the war- this is a beautiful so moment. Steph, Steph, since he came back from the injury, thirty three points, five five rebounds, five assists, shooting fifty percent from the field, forty eight percent from three, ninety four percent from the th- free throw line. They're one and three. He's been killing, and they're one and three in that stretch. Steph can't just save them. I think they were coming back and saying like, "Oh, Steph will save us. Steph will save us." He hasn't. They beat the they beat the Bucks because there's no Giannis. Like that's the reason they have a win during the stretch. They barely beat that team at home. Like, and granted, Bucks can play without Giannis. Like, the, I I don't see it with this team. I've the all season I've been like, ah, they'll get Steph back. He'll be fine. Mo, like, I don't see it. No, I'm with you. I can, I can buy them winning a first round series. I can't sure. buy them getting to the finals. I got to sell on that. Like you just, are we, and it's for me, ultimately it's just the road record is so bad. Like, I don't know if we've ever had a team with this bad of a road record, go even to the Western conference finals. Like, I don't know what the research behind that is. Like it's at least be close to 500. They're nowhere near it. If they were 500 on the road, they'd, they'd be competing with the Nuggets for the one seed. Right. But like just, or, or even be like five games below 500. We're damn near 20 games below 500, and they're going to be on the, they're not going to have home court advantage in any of these series. And they're also not far from having to play in the playing tournament, which is then adding another game or two possibly to their, to their load. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But also less than a year ago, they won game four in Boston after falling behind 2 one, they won game six in Boston to close out the NBA finals. And, and that was a better crew. road team last year. Though. They were good, That's, but it's they were a, good. It's, and the same, play basketball. it's the same team with the same people with the same character. The, the one, the one thing beyond the stats that has popped out, just the frustration. Some of these guys have shown about playing with each other. And, and the, the frustration with Jordan pool seems to be very real. Like Draymond was so pissed when he, <laughs> didn't pass from the ball and Draymond wasn't even really that open, but it was like, and then Steph earlier this season got ejected because he was pissed at Jordan pool. That was still great. (laughs) Like, I I just think that there's a lot of frustration on that team with the, it seems like from outside, there's a lot of frustration with the way pool has played this year. Um, But and and it seems like a fractured team in that sense. Like they're not all on the same page. 
Jay, to go to your point, they were 22 and 19 last year on the road. They're seven and 26 right now, as of this recording. Like, this isn't necessarily the same team playing. Yeah, the, the only attitude. reason to believe in them Gary is definitely Pay- the past. They had Gary Payton the I'm second buying. last year. They have him this year, too, <laughs> by the way. Is he going to play? I'm buying. I'm buying the Warriors. I don't, I don't bet against Steph Curry. I don't care. Not when it counts. So I do I'm bet buy. against. Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga and whoever else they're trying to throw into that rotation. Dante DiVincenzo, like I'm betting against all those Anthony guys. Anthony Lamb, if they're willing to pay his contract. <laughs> That's the thing. Our, a season cannot be hinged on, on Anthony, Anthony Lamb. Lamb. Uh, let's move on to buy or sell. They were hot and now they are not. The New York Knicks. Are we buying or selling on the Knicks, Mo? Oh, selling. This is, I mean, they're, they're, a team that maybe they win a first round series depending on who they play. And that's if they get the Cavs. Otherwise, this is a team that's last in assist for, for the season. They're they have the most isolation game. They run a couple of actions, then go straight into isolation. And anytime the ball ends up in Julius Randle's hands in crunch time, I'm very worried about that. So it's just I am a hundred percent selling on this team and you could read about that on bleacher report as that's going to drop any day now uh trey what are you where are you at trey um i am selling dude not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not a fan not at all i don't believe just i'm I'm just gonna i'm gonna sell this shit all of it (laughs) all the stuff just discarding them no it's not that (laughs) i think like They've earned the regular season. I've talked to a couple people around the city and they're like really excited. And I always tell them, I want more for y'all, not just a playoff berth. Right. And everybody's just satisfied with just, hey, we, we, you know, we've been a laughing stock. We've made it to the playoffs two years ago and we want to be back. Um, they had a, a good stretch. They're a very physical team. Um, but Depending on who they match up with, I don't see them going too far in the playoffs. And again, that's some that's all some people want out here. It's just to make it to the playoffs to say, hey, this, that, and the third, we made it and we're going to move in the right direction just to have some sort of happiness. But if you're rooting for a team that actually hoists trophies, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> it's not going to cut it. I'm selling. So again, I commend Tibbs for... um. Tibbs in front office for cleaning house and getting the right guys in there and responding and, and putting together a winning franchise um, to get to the, to play basketball outside of April. Um, but outside of that, no, I don't have any high hopes if, for no, anything beyond first round. If anything was going to, and I don't think it will, but if anything was going to thrust Jalen Brunson to that fifth spot on the MVP ballot for people, it would be the last week. Because that team. Wait, 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 wait. Well, Jay, shut the fuck up. Shut, shut the fuck up, and I'll and I'll explain my point. Because sex ownery. Yeah, I have a migraine. I'm podcasting with you with you dipshits. Trey not included in that. That was hostile. Yeah, because I'm three words into a fucking point. You're like, hold on a second. If anything right, was going listen, to thrust him into the fifth spot in that MVP ballot, it's the last couple of games where he's been gone. And now you see what it looks like again when Julius Randle's the guy. Like before, it was like, hey, this team can be dangerous. Hey, this team's won eight in a row. Hey, this team can do this. This team's like, maybe they, maybe you, and now it's Julius Randle dribbles the life out of the ball, wets himself, and they, they're like, quickly save us. 
Like there is like Jalen Brunson is the heart of that team. He is the reason that team goes. And now that he is battling injuries, man, like, like I was in on the Knicks and now that he's battling injuries, I'm like, oh, man, I'm out. But this is also what they've done all season. Go on an eight game win streak. Follow that with a five game losing streak. They just finished a nine game win streak. They're right now three games. We don't know the result of the Laker game that plays tonight, but it might be a four game losing streak. Like they yeah. kind of just play that style a little bit where it goes up and down like that. And they're tough as hell. They're gritty. Uh, they need Jalen Brunson because they don't have a lot of creators right? and a lot yeah. of guys who make the game easier for anybody else. It's it's no coincidence that Randall just had one of his worst games of the season with with Brunson's sideline. And and it's no coincidence that he's bounced back from a rough season last year because Brunson signed with them. That's what that's why Brunson should have been an all-star. His influence, yeah, oh, his sure. gravity, the things that he's done. I mean, Kudos to uh, Julius figuring it out and playing a little bit better. But he thrives when he plays with competent players. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that are putting him in a situation that takes a lot of pressure off him. He makes, you know, better decisions. He um, The floor is more open for him to drive, for him to settle for his mid-range and do what he needs to do as a bruiser. Um, and I think it's showing with Jalen Brunson struggling with this foot injury. I want to reframe the this because I think we all agree that they're not anywhere close to a championship team. But if, if they do get the sixth seed, can they beat Philadelphia in a first-round series? Yeah, for sure. They can get a game. Oh, you talking about a, <laughs> yeah. talking about a series? Absolutely series, not. Yeah, I don't think they're Absolutely swept. not. I don't yeah. even think Knicks fans feel that way. I think, I think the, highlight, the highlight of their season was beating Boston. In the regular season, twice they're yeah. going to talk about twice that. Like they're going right? to yeah. they're going to talk about that more than any playoff series. Um, I think they could beat Cleveland, but that I don't see them beating any of the top three. Yeah, I I thought they could beat Cleveland until I saw them play with without Jalen Brunson. Well, I and think now, Brunson hopefully will be back, but well, I'm assuming good health so, of Brunson. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not watching. Uh, you can throw <laughs> that one on NBA TV. Um, all right, uh, last one for buy or sell. Buy or sell the Suns. KD's hurt out you know two to three weeks uh reports are that maybe it'll be closer to two weeks some people think he's done for the regular season um i like it's not in terms of like are they gonna fall like i don't think they can go get the two seed now although well no especially not after saturday night they can't go get the two seed like that they needed that game but do we buy that katie's gonna be healthy when he's back and then they make a championship push I'm I'm buying. I'm buying this. Bye, bye, bye. bye. See, you, see you first week of April. I'm uh, telling uh, you now. But it, it is going to be like it would be unprecedented as far as I'm aware for a team to have this little time to gel. And then that's the tough part, right? I don't, I don't yeah. worry, Jay, about him gelling with them. I worry about how do they figure out how to play with him. Not that he is someone who takes away from team basketball at all, but it's just like there's defensive stuff to figure out. Like there's, there's just a of knowing where he's gonna be, where he's gonna want the ball. Like Chris Paul's smart, Devin Booker's smart, but some of the rest of those guys, that takes time to build the chemistry, right? And that's that window is just now. It's when he if he comes back first week of April, that's. Four games, five yeah, games that they play gonna... in the regular season before a little bit of a layoff. Like they can get some practice in while that playing tournament's going, but it's different than playoff basketball, right? I was just gonna say this man missed two months. He's a plug and play. 
I'm oh, Holly he is rolling. for sure. But it, but it, I, I, I'm not worried about him. Well, okay. I'm worried about his his health. But I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about how do how do guys figure out playing around him on a championship level. Like that's something where like that take that does take time, even for as plug like he's probably the most plug and play guy in NBA history, right? In terms of superstars, that but might it, take something. It gets hard for Monty to figure out who that fifth guy is, who maximizes the, yeah, those four that guys. Josh, as that is, that, fifth. is that Craig? Like, yeah, you, you know, like we, we, we had a game with Ishwin Wainwright closing out because he was shooting the 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 no, shot. I like, and, I like and, ho- and hopefully they get Shamit back. Getting uh, Shamit back, but it's figuring out all that I don't stuff. Think they need that. I don't but think I think their most important thing, and Zach, you touched on it a little bit too, is not the offensive chemi- chemistry; it's the defensive chemistry. Yeah, it's figuring out the rotations and everything, and and you know, KD understanding where he has to be, and then the other guys understanding how to play off of it, and all of that. Offensively, I'm not that worried about this team. I'm buying them because to the point Jay was saying earlier, the West is just so fucked up. Yeah. You know, when you look up and down those those standings, you know, the the whole conference, you're looking at it and you have really no idea who you can trust in that instance. And I think it kind of plays perfectly for the Suns in that sense of not even though they may, may not have a lot of time together, him being plug and play kind of just works for them. And I think, you know, the smart the 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 genius you get from CP and Booker, like those guys have high IQs, you're ready to roll. And I think that goes yeah. a long way for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, it's time. This is going to be the toughest one yet because I've got a migraine. But uh, Jay, just take, just take your headphones off. I'll wave you in. <laughs> Actually, that's not let's a bad, add that's not to a the hold headache. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not a bad idea. All right, hold on. Headphones are off. Uh, Jay King, <laughs> your King's minute begins now. I wish he was listening to this because he needs to listen to this. Everyone doubted the Kings. Even the guy who said they were going to win 40 games doubted the Kings. Mike Brown came in. Mike Brown changed the franchise culture. He turned De'Aaron Fox, who was kind of like regressing to some point before this season, into the best crunch time player the league has had this season. Took DeMontis Sabonis and created the best offense in NBA history around him. Took a roster that doesn't have any defensive personnel and has them with a legitimate chance to earn the second seed in the Western Conference. Mike Brown, coach of the year. Zach Harper, you deserve this headache because you were so wrong on the Kings. You you just, you had no idea and what was coming, even though I told you time and time again. Mike Brown, going to do it for the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Like, subscribe. Subscribe to the Bounce at theathletic.com slash bounce for the essential NBA newsletter into your email box every morning around 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific time. For Jay King, for Mo Dakiel, for Trevon Edwards, for Dave DeFore, I'm Zach Harper. Don't get migraines, folks, and don't let Jay King say anything.